0: Welcome to Divorce at Altitude, a podcast on Colorado family law. I'm Ryan Calamea. Each week, along with my business partner and co-host, Amy Gosha or an expert, we discuss a particular topic related to divorce or co-parenting in Colorado. In addition, we have created a short series of lessons that will take you through the legal process of divorce and answer your questions from simple to complex. Divorce isn't easy. The end of a marriage, especially when children are involved, brings a great deal of loss and change. We hope these practical tips and insights will help you on your journey to a new and better life. This is a how-to episode on property division payments, promissory notes, and security in a Colorado divorce. Now, let's say that Eric and Melanie go through their divorce and they're at the end and they have an agreement that Eric owes Melanie $2 million. He doesn't have that in cash. That's how much after, uh, let's say that she gets the house, he gets his business, that he uh, owes her. And oftentimes divorce attorneys, we call this the equalization payment. Now that obviously assumes that there's an equal division of property. So another allocation of, of property could be just simply called a property division payment. But for purposes of this episode, I'm gonna refer to it as the equalization payment. So how does that get paid and what are the things that Eric and Melanie are going to need to consider in connection with Eric's property division or equalization payment to Melanie. The first is the amount and how it's going to be paid back and certainly on something $2 million, Melanie's going to be concerned about having something in writing. Now, they will have the uh, general amount the $2 million referenced in their separation agreement but is that it? Is that all they really need? Well, most divorce lawyers will reduce it further and have a promissory note that's out the interest rate, the terms of the agreement, and they'll furthermore take that promissory note and put uh, some sort of lien, such as a deed of trust, which I'll get into on security. But really, there's going to be a separate agreement in a promissory note, an IOU. Now, for $2 million, it's a pretty significant IOU. But Eric and Melanie will need to talk about, as I said before, the length of time. Does Eric have five years? Does he have 10 years? Generally, people, People are surprised at not having as much time in paying back uh, some sort of property division payment as, so for example, like a mortgage. 30 years is the general industry standard. I have never seen a 30-year agreement to pay back someone in a property division scenario in a divorce. Uh, Whether or not interest is charged is something that Eric and Melanie are going to certainly consider. And if they go to court, the court can or cannot, or rather will not in some scenarios, order interest interest. And the amount is going to depend. So it could be 5%, it could be 8%. It really is dependent on the circumstances, the market circumstances on the date of this recording, interest rates are rising. And the news of the day is that mortgage rates are above 5%. So there's going to be a risk premium. So Eric's going to likely be paying more than 5% if we were to do a promissory note as of this recording. You can also have different kinds of promissory notes. You can have an amortization uh, schedule or interest only with a balloon payment. So for those that don't know what that means, it's rather, does Eric uh, make monthly payments and are uh, is he paying back principal or is he just paying back interest? Generally speaking, the principal is not going to be taxed to Melanie and it's not going to be considered as income for purposes of calculating child support or maintenance, but the interest aspect will be. And the other factor or other thing that Eric and Melanie are going to need to consider is when uh, Eric pays, is he going to pay back uh, upon some sort of liquidation event? So if he sells the, for example, his business, or if he keeps a house, then there might be a liquidation event when he sells the uh, house. So that gets into security, which is another issue that Eric and Melanie are going to need Going to need to talk about. What happens if Eric just moves to Argentina and never pays back Melanie? Well, if she's uh, just left with an IOU, she's going to struggle to get back her money. So most divorce lawyers will look at what collateral or what property that Eric has that could secure his payment on. The two million dollars. So if he gets a house, then one could create a deed of trust and put a lien on the house. So the equity in the house that Eric takes is going to provide security to make sure that that Melanie gets paid back. If there's a business involved and that is all that there is, then one could do what's called a security agreement. These are pretty technical issues, and in fact, my firm, because we don't practice real estate or business law, we will retain some sort of separate counsel to draft these agreements to make sure that they uh, say what we want them to say. And we won't get into necessarily the nitty gritty in the separation agreement, but we'll use a corporate attorney or somebody else to draft these agreements on the security. Another uh, issue on security is life insurance. What happens if Eric dies? You could have a life insurance policy that secures and, and ensures that Melanie's going to get paid back the $2 million in the unfortunate circumstance of, Eric dying early. So the other, I guess, final issue is whether or not there's going to be a buyout afterwards. Sometimes what will happen is Eric will get Uh, the house, and then he'll trade that for the $2 million or the parties will reach an agreement after their divorce that changes the terms. In that circumstance, they would certainly want to have an amendment to the separation agreement. And there's some tax reasons to make sure that that transfer is tax-free, but then you know, obviously they want to have something in writing. But those are certainly some factors that people are going to need to keep in mind when they're dealing with property division payments and equalization payments in a Colorado divorce. There's much more, but if you are dealing with a property division payment of $2 million as Eric and Melanie, you should certainly want to consult with an attorney in that circumstance. But hopefully this gives you an overview of the various issues at play in that scenario. Thanks for listening or watching this short lesson on the divorce Altitude to podcast, if you found this helpful, please leave a review or share with a friend, it does help for others that are going through or thinking about a divorce in Colorado. If you want to find out more information, please visit law or divorceataltitude.com. And that's dot law. Remember, this is educational information. It's not intended to be legal advice. Please consult with an attorney about the particulars of your case. We're happy to answer questions. Feel free to give us a call at 970-315-2365.